trivia, discussions, opinions, and the chance to have your say. Welcome to the Topical Resort. Indeed, indeed. Welcome back to another lovely episode right here on the Topical Resort, also on Radio Sega. Uh, last time, as you'll know, we took a look at the Sega collections and the games within them and the original music that appeared in those games. And today, well, we're looking at the Jet Set Radio series. Now, the reason for this is actually um, because I was meant to be write- I was meant to be writing another episode, which was um, something to do with Sonic Forces. Or <laughs> well, not for this show, but it was meant to be something to do with Sonic Forces. However, I never actually got around to writing it. So this was the uh, this was my idea of an easy episode, which ironically I didn't actually need to do an easy episode in the end. But there we go. But yes, the Jet Set Radio franchise slash series. Of course, we all know it, especially since in recent years it's probably become known as the second biggest Sega franchise. This in mind, why don't we look over the series and perhaps see what made it so popular? Join me as we go on a ride through the funky streets of Tokyo Toe. But first, we're going to start you off with a track which isn't even from Jet Set Radio, but rather it's a remix of a Jet Set Radio track from a game inspired by Jet Set Radio. Inspired as in it was made by Sega as well. So, from Ollie King. We're going to start you off with the concept of love, the concept of passion mix, right here on the Topical Resort. Understand, understand, understand the concept of love. Understand, 
the most important part of dance is music. So now let us listen to the music and identify the beats. was too soft. Naganuma, 
and you are listening to Radio Sega. And welcome back to the Topical Resort, or officially welcome to the Topical Resort, right here on Radio Sega. You just had two absolute tunes, or at least in my opinion, maybe some people don't like the Jet Set Radio soundtrack, but I absolutely love those songs. So we, start, we started you off with a track from Ollie King, which is a um, skateboarding game inspired by Jet Set Radio, and it also contains quite a few remixes of Jet Set Radio tracks. So from that game, that was the Concept of Love, the Concept of Passion mix, which is a remix of... Jet Set Radio Future's main theme, The Concept of Love. And after that we played you a track from the original game, which was by the amazing Richard Jakes, because who doesn't have a good bit of Richard Jakes? That was Everybody Jump Around, and as I said, I adore those songs, and I also adore all the songs I'll be playing for you tonight. Which is lucky, because it, it sort of helps when you like the music you're playing on a show. You know, it, it makes it less grating, or not grating, but that's not the right word, but you know, it makes it more fun, more enjoyable, and I think, also if you're listening to the show at home and you enjoy the music, that also probably helps you get through the show quite a bit so uh anyway in the chat room we've currently had uh jamie aka mr rexy wonderfan aka uh mr wonderman aka uh pt kickers aka green vaporate aka mr rexy spooky fan aka jason 64326 here's a lot of names and we also have myself we have twinny we have doan and we had brass saturday and cerberus previously in the chat so thank you so much to everyone who is currently around here uh, Jamie says, Richard Jakes is no Hideki when it comes to Jet Set Radio. That's very true, but as I did say in the blog post, today the the focus will be less on Hideki, and it's more just sort of giving everyone the love they deserve in this case, and, you know, not just Hideki, because I think that's sort of who everyone associates uh, Jet Set Radio with, but there are quite a lot of, you know, licensed tracks or tracks done by other Sega composers, and I'd just like to sort of, you know, look at some of that, I guess in more detail because um, as I mentioned earlier I have technically already done a Jet Set Radio episode I did one for the Dreamcast Hour except you know I, there wasn't as much emphasis on music there because I was actually pressed for time on that episode because that was like one of the only episodes aside from the winter special that actually went under an hour because all of them tended to go out for like an hour and a half because that was how long it usually took but yeah uh, mainly the issue with that one I found was I didn't really play enough music and where I did play music I just only tend to play Hideki tracks so I, I'd sort of like to you know perhaps redo this with a bit of a different spin on it which is hopefully you know it'll turn out a bit different and I, I'm waffling on now so um, I actually forgot to ch change my notes here it says talk about compilation games whoops so, um, for those of you who have ever played the Jet Set Radio series, basically a rundown is... It's a sort of action platformer arcade hybrid, where the goal is to go around this, this city. I say city because it's sometimes either like a small enclosed area, or it's a massive area that you just have to sort of skate around, or you're on skates, you have to skate around, and you have to tag walls and graffiti and take back your area. So, sort of like, very loosely a Turf Wars game like incredibly loosely in that sort of regard I guess but yeah um, it did it did decently well which I'll be going on to in a bit but uh, it did well enough to spawn a sequel and also a uh, GBA spin-off Jamie says the Jet Set Radio compilation games now yes Jamie yes there are Jet Set Radio compilation games but um, I think yeah honestly I'd recommend you give them a shot um Recently, 
Oh, I say recently, it was honestly about a year now. <laughs> but about a year ago, they gave out Jet Set Radio 3 on Steam, and I think a ton of people downloaded it then. So they also gave out Hell Yeah and Golden Axe on the, uh, on the same day. And um, I'd recommend you probably, you know, go, go ahead and grab the original on Steam if you want to try it out. But uh, the game, I never really got into Jet Set Radio, but I'd recommend Jet Set Radio Future because that was the one I really got into. I really did enjoy that one. The only issue there is it's only available on the original Xbox. So you might have to go down and hunt down an original Xbox for not too much money just to be able to, you know, play Jet Set Radio Future. Because I think that's the better game of the two and that's the one I'd, I'd recommend to people if they want to start off with the series. The only really, the only real issue there is it's less accessible than Jet Set Radio, which is available on modern consoles. Which is why we need a PC port. Listen to us, sake, we need one. But yeah, I think we're gonna get into some more music, and then afterwards we'll be back with Hasty History, where we go through the history of Jet Set Radio. But for now, we're gonna kick things off on another Hideki track, just because I said I wasn't gonna play any Hideki. So from the original Jet Set Radio, once again, this is that's enough.
Request Resort. Send your request relating to the topic of the episode in a tweet to at Radio Sega or the Green Viper 8. Or send it in a Discord DM to Green Viper 8 through our Discord server at radiose.ga forward slash Discord. Tasty History. And welcome back to Top Resort right here on Radio Sega. That talk code was a bit too loud. But now, as our lovely voiceover said there, we're now going to be getting into hasty history. And um, despite the fact that I explained it earlier, perhaps you weren't listening, I don't know. But for those of you who don't know what hasty history is, it's where I go through the history of something relating to the topic of the episode as quickly as possible. Because you guys found this a bit boring in the Dreamcast hour, so get it out of the way, speed it up, and, you know, we just gave you some general facts about the games rather than perhaps a uh, whole... Rather than, you know, giving you like a whole paragraph of me reading out, I'm just going to instead reading out a few key snappy facts. That's the whole thing. I'm going to be snappy. So, why don't we get into this right now? So, Jet Set Radio, first release on June 29th, 2000 in Japan. Um, the game was cu- the game was conceptualized by Ryutu Ueda, who wanted to create a game which felt quote-unquote Sega-like. And it also took inspiration from Parappa the Rapper and anime of the time. The project sat in waiting for a few years, but it finally got its chance to shine when Smilebit finished work on Panzer Dragoon Saga. The game was made to contrast from the fancy elements of Panzer Dragoon Saga, you know, because the the you know city vibes of Jet Set Radio are very big in contrast to the fancy elements of Fancy Star. Oh, fancy Star? <laughs> Panzer Dragoon Saga. Hey dear. Uh, the the concept of the game was set in store, but it was decided that the game should be fun to play first and. Gameplay was eventually settled by the end of the project. The game was notable for being one of the first games to actually popularise the cell shaded art style, as well as being one of the first games in general to be cell shaded. The game was released as Jet Set, oh sorry, Jet Grind Radio in the US due to copyright issues, and it was released with changes and fixes from the Japanese version. Uh, the the Japanese then received this version of the game as a deluxe version known as Della Jet Set Radio, which stands for Deluxe Jet Set Radio. The exclusive American levels were reluctantly added by the team at the time, as they believed the game perfectly captured the spirit of modern Japan at the time, with the extra levels not being a good fit. The sales are unknown, but it is believed the original Jet Set Radio sold poorly, but still had a large following at the time, and obviously now, still at this day, still to this day, has a very large following. So yes, that is the history of Jet Set Radio. Um. So we actually, speaking of, we actually have um, up next to the request resort. We actually have quite a lot of requests uh, come in today. I think people were just really eager to sort of listen to some Jet Set Radio music and as well as some Hover music. Because we counted Hover, which is a uh, fan-made inspired Jet Set Radio game, 
which had two tracks by Hideki Naganuma himself, and both of those have actually been requested by two different sources. So we're going to have to definitely slot both of those in, I think. And uh, we also got a few more requests by the regulars. The regulars bring in their lovely, their lovely, stylish musical requests. So, um... We're going to kick off the block right now. Actually, you can still send in your request during the um, the so- during the music break, but for now we're going to kick off the music block since we have quite a lot of stuff to play, and I would like to get the time to play it all for you. So, going to kick things off with a request by Jamie six four three two six from the original Jet Set Radio. This is Sweet Soul Brother right here on the Topka Resort. Request Resorts. Sweet. 
my job. You're carrying yourself so well. so well. I made myself a promise. What's that? Not to get emotional. Uh -huh. As I remain stable, stable. I take another glance at you. at you. If we were at the disco, whoa, whoa. Then I would have to dance with you. This isn't cool. Not cool. And in my lonely eyes, I see myself in eloquent strides. In a sharp tuxedo, it goes nothing to her. Hello. About a quarter after nine You shine in the neon sign Where are you from? You floating like an angel at night Into my life And leave me with the song to write And now I'm loaded Holding my sack And wondering where she is at With a line of customers getting mad They didn't see what I seen Nuh-uh The store queen made everything easier For one fine E And in my bloodshot eyes All I can see is everything's fine With a turning stomach Running thoughts through my head Come on You came in here again I'm drinking by the copier I made myself a promise Now what was that? That I would finally talk to her As I remain stable I take another drink for you I set it on the table Whoa, whoa I'm sure I look a drunken fool I'm seeing two And in my lonely eyes I see myself in eloquent strides In a sharp tuxedo Nothing to her
Mein Freund, wer wird denn gleich in die Luft gehen? Greife lieber zur HB, dann geht alles wie von selbst. Like this when the law said let it be like He also designated poetical brothers with mics For whoever had the skills to possess the gift Combinated with the flavor and it go like this Tuna fish Little man, Vivian, citizen with the lesson plan Cashier at the J5 concession stand I kill the villain to steal With the peripheral telegraphic skill Build up force field Mark 7 Fundamentalist bringer my verbal gift My style is packed quick like Coco and Swiss Miss I kill All the way my pen sticks to rhymes Cause the villain party people it's about that time And together we show you how to improvise Reminiscing of the wild style 75 Cause it's the brothers on the mic Occupying the drum Taking four MCs to make it sound like one I'll be the spark from the cannon Blaze the outstanding Tug of war With the poor rich and scandalous Road running bandit Race against advancement Style wins Call storms when I perform I'm a pop giant robot And stomp your whole spot And beat your whole crew The bunch of no knots Dissect you from the inner Then declare myself the winner Once the style clears You'll be real like Then I'll tune up the black door Contractor Attacking your back door You're trapped in my trash compact Door. Move back more, smooth as the floor, the trap door This causing the capture for brothers who rap more Check the shelling, rock niggas redder than watermelon Debris stricken, rotated 2020 vision Rap felon, hottest brother with bad spelling Pin shift, with unprecedented sharpness Distributor, local street corner contributor Word inhibitor, scientific pin positioner With a commission, DJs for real He drives a cross skater like a cut movie We work for trade, no fake, no fraud, no pony Jurassic masters of the ceremony Cause it's the brothers on the mic occupying the drum We take the four MC and make it sound like one And together we show you how to improvise Reminiscing of the Wild Style 75 So whoever bought the tape bring your butt right back Cause you never in your life heard a cut like that Hey we flip fast on the grass 45 records smash hot with the forecast It ain't nothing I never had Make a move never lose competition quick to choose New styles hot rhymes guarantee to blow your mind Subtle with fanatic for unity Demonstrating a ghetto diplomatic immunity Well I'm the style stimulus sound Photosynthesis super with the synthesis In the lab of century And together we show you how to improvise Reminiscing of the wild style 75 Cause it's the brothers on the mic Occupying the drum Taking four MCs and make it sound like one And together we show you how to improvise Reminiscing of the wild style 75 Cause it's the brothers on the mic In the place to be It's the J-U-R-A-S-S-I-C What the breaks are, other besides Newmark, Cut Chemist, <laughs> all those guys are uh, excluded from the contest. All the break specialists yeah. out there.
and welcome back officially to the soccer resort after a massively long song break i think we were gone for at least 20 minutes there that was a very long song break i do indeed apologize uh, we had quite a lot of requests there so um just ended off with a track from hover revolt of gamers um a jet set radio inspired game which is available on steam however you need incredibly high specs to run it which is why i haven't bought it yet um, and in that game there are two tracks done by Hideki Naganuma, obviously, of Jet Set Radio and Sonic Rush fame. Well, they made Jet Set Radio, which is why we actually included the, track, the two tracks in this show. So that was Never Forever, and that was a request by Twinny, and also a request by myself. Um, I really wanted to hear that track at some point during the show, and I'm glad two people wanted to hear it. <laughs> I'm glad two people wanted to hear it rather than just one, and that one person wasn't just me. So uh, before that was Jet Set Radio once again, that was Improvise, and that was requested by Electric Boogaloo, who currently isn't here, but maybe he's listening, so hello to you, Electric Boogaloo. Um, before that was a request from absolutely ages ago that I only just finally got around to playing, so from Jet Set Radio, that was Yellow Bream Hip Hop Hoiken, I'm going to guess that is, and uh, that was a request by uh, Cerberus, and this was from months ago. Like this request happened um, on the Sega GBA games episode, which was like in September, and um, I didn't play it then because there is no GBA version of that track, and I should have been more clear that I was only accepting GBA versions of tracks for that show, even though I thought that would have been relatively obvious. But yeah, so I never really played it, but I've, I thought, why not? I'm doing a Jet Set Radio special at some point, so um. I'll save it up until then, so I did save it up until then, so that was a request by Cerberus. And before that, from Jet Set Radio Future, that was Isle 10. Um, as we were talking about in the chat, I think that is most people's favourite non-Hideki song from, uh, from Jet Set Radio Future. Everyone's favourite Hideki song apparently seems to be Funky Dealer, but everyone's favourite um, non-Hideki track seems to be Isle 10. And I have to agree with that, absolutely love that track. I remember listening to that track before even Jet Set Radio was a thing. It was sort of... It was one of those tracks, I don't remember where I heard it, it was probably on the radio or something. Well, like, actual radio, not this sort of radio. I'm joking, of course. This is real radio. We can keep tricking ourselves for as long as we want. But yeah, um, I remember hearing it on, on the radio, and I think I, I remember sort of liking the song at the time. And, but I could never remember what it was when I, sort, when I sort of, you know, got older and didn't really get to listen to it anymore. And then I came to Jet Set Radio Future, and I'm like... I recognise this track, it's been years since I've heard this. That's sort of, you know, um, nice to hear again, and yeah, we here at Radio Sega absolutely love that track. Anyway, enough waffle, that was requested by Electric Boogaloo once again. For that was um, from Hideki Naganuma from Hover Revolt of Gamers, that was Heaven Up, which is an absolute favourite of Twenties. he has requested that quite a few times. And uh, yeah, that was requested by Twenty, but it was also requested by KC. Who uh, is currently listening to us on the podcast? So, um, or hopefully, <laughs> if you are there, hello. Um, yeah, that's what I have to say. So, uh, I quite like that track as well. Although I do have to say, out of the two tracks from that game, I do prefer Never Forever because uh, it's a gorgeous track. Uh, but Heaven Up's pretty good as well. And uh, kicking off the block from the original Jet Set Radio, that was Sweet Soul Brother, as requested by Jamie. For like a short so say Jamie also requested a second track, but that track was Ollie King, the concept of love, the concept of passion mix, which I already played at the beginning of the show. So we already got that one played. That, and that wasn't just because he requested it; that's because I wanted to hear that track because I thought that'd be quite a fitting start to the show. Anyway, if you're if you're already sick of waffle, um, you better get ready to be sick of waffle because up next 
is the part where I talk through the games. I talk through the games on the request resort list, and I give my opinions on them, whether you play them, whether they have good music, whether, you know, they're decent games in general. So, we're going to kick things off with Hover Revolt of Gamers, which I don't... I'm going to look this up, because, like... Um... Sorry. Yeah, I'm going to look this up, because I don't actually really know much about it, just because I can't play it, so... I never really look into it that much, but it, it seems cool, like, the futuristic vibe, even more futuristic than Jet Set Radio. Like, it just seems like, you know, a new reimagining of that game, which I think is really cool. Ooh, it's coming to PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. I might have to check that out then, if that's on PlayStation 4. Because I really wanted, I really badly wanted to play this game, but my issue was, um, I don't have the specs for it. If this is coming within like the next couple of months or so, I am pretty excited about that. Because, you know, I can finally get a chance to play this game, that's awesome. Um, so yeah, I don't really know too much about it, except it's basically Jet Set Radio, but you know, a modern reimagining of it in a uh, incredibly futuristic city, not like Jet Set Radio Future where it's just, you know, slightly a bit in the future. This is <laughs> fully in the future. So I guess give that a shot, you know, when the full version, or when the full versions come out. Because it is only currently on early access. Um, actually, no, it got a full release in the end, but I just, I don't know, I think you should probably like wait a bit until the console versions come out, because I feel like they'll probably patch the PC version. Maybe, you know, a bit of optimization on the PC version as well during that time. But hopefully, hopefully at some point you'll be able to check that game out, and so will I. Up next is Jet Set Radio, the original, the one and only. Um, I think this is a good game, but it's one of those games where I don't think it's aged too awfully well, and I feel like people are going to probably say I'm wrong, and I probably am wrong, but uh, I don't feel like it's aged very well, but I think part of that might just be because I never really got good at the original, you know, get good scrub and all that sort of stuff. Because I had I had that issue with Knights. I used to say Knights aged really poorly, and then the more I got into the game, the less I sort of started saying that. Because I'm like, this hasn't aged poorly as much as it's just difficult to get into. And I feel like that could probably be the same case here with the original Jet Set Radio, but, you know, I need to give it another shot, perhaps, because I know there are people who absolutely adore the original. But I tend to see more love for the next game. Uh, overall, Jet Set Radio, I'd highly recommend you check it out. Probably on Steam, actually, because Steam is the easiest one to get a hold of because, you know, pretty much everyone has a computer and you can run it on most potatoes because um, it's a Dreamcast game. <laughs> Dreamcast games don't require, you know, like, tons of power. They just require enough to work. Yes, to work. But no, um, Dreamcast emulation's a bit buggy, but actually just playing Dreamcast games through Steam, like um, Space Channel 5 and Sonic Adventure DX, you know, you can basically run them on potatoes. So check out the PC version. You might get more of it than I did. Jet Set Radio Future. Now, this is the one I'd highly recommend to people. Because Jet Set Radio Future is just sort of one of those games that, even though it gets its praises sung about it, I don't think people really know like how to identify its praises in the first place. Like when I look, everyone goes on about Jet Set Radio Future on like you know Jet Set Radio Live and other you know similar Jet Set Radio communities. And my only sort of issue is they don't really go into too much detail of what they really like. It's just 
Chipset Radio, Chipset Radio Future, Chipset Radio Future, Chipset Radio Future, you know. They go on just about the game itself, but they never really go into detail about what they like in the game. I think that's my main sort of issue, because no one ever really sings the praises of what this game did well. They just sing praises for the game in general, which is a bit problematic, because how will Sega know what to improve for future games if you don't tell them what you want to hear? Or at least that's my opinion on the whole matter. So, um, I'd recommend you try it yourself, actually, if you can get a hold of an Xbox and a copy of the game. Uh, copies of the game are slowly going up in price, but, um... I didn't have that issue because <clears throat> I pirated what? Uh, nothing. I didn't say that. I did not say that. I did not um, swap out my Xbox's hard drive for a bigger one and install Jet Set Radio Future on it. I would never do such a thing like that. Actually, fun fact: I did do such a thing like that, and uh, <laughs> I did it during Winterfest. Actually, that was slightly odd because I should have been preparing for my show. Instead, I was modding my Xbox so I could play Jet Set Radio Future. Uh, weird, weird times, and that story doesn't really have much to do with anything, but. Check it out if you can, but hopefully a PC port comes, as I've mentioned, because that way more people can get into the game. It's a really GBA. Um, I, I quite like this one, actually. Most GBA games, like, you know, the Crazy Taxi one or the Space Channel 5 one, are pretty naff. I think that goes across the board. Any console ports the GBA are just incredibly sort of, you know, a bit naff, really. I've, I find... <laughs> But Jetset Ra Radio on GBA is very good, because it's made by the team who did the Tony Hawk GBA games, which are like, um, Bird's Eye View, and it's very fun. It, it, it deviates enough from the original console version to where it doesn't feel like it, and it also um, doesn't feel like a downported version. It feels like its own game, which is why I'd recommend you check it out, because it is a lot of fun on its own as like a counterpart rather than a um, sort of port of the of the original game, which is, you know, a good thing in my opinion, because too many games try to be like, arcade perfect one-on-one -on, -one on the GBA when that clearly wasn't possible because of the inferior hardware, but clearly it was, you know, it was possible to make good games on the GBA and you can make good games that were also original, which is very good. And the final game is Ollie King, and I actually don't know too much about Ollie King, but oh yeah, I'd, I would recommend Jet Set Radio on GBA, maybe, you know, emulate it. Yeah, I don't actually know too much about Ollie King outside of, like, you know, the music. There's a playthrough, so why don't I watch footage of that while I, um, talk to you. Oh, this is a good camera angle. Yes. I, I, can, I can just see what's going on in this video. But, um, in all seriousness, it does look quite fun. It's more about racing than it is about, like, free roaming like the original one was, uh, or the original Jet Set Radio games were, should I say. But it's clear that there's a lot of influence from them, and also the music is quite clearly influenced, even the original tracks, which aren't Jet Set Radio remixes. Uh, oh, we now have Shadix Cross with us, because, you know, he's back at Radio Sega. Yay! Yay! Some people aren't yaying, of course, but, um... Well, we're going to read the chat for a bit, or oh, in fact, I'll read the chat in a bit just after I've finished. Apologies, I keep getting sidetracked today. So, Ollie King, I'd recommend you check it out just for like to see how bizarre it is, but you can't really check it out because it's one of those games that you can't really emulate, and obviously it's arcade only. So, uh, maybe don't check it out. <laughs> maybe watch some footage of it if you can find some footage that isn't, you know, 
filmed in a uh, World War Two sort of uh, bunker, I guess, because that's what a lot of the footage of this game I seem to find is. You can barely see the screen; it's all blurry. The lighting's awful. You know, they sort of filmed it in the middle of a wasteland. It seems like for half these tracks, but, you know, maybe look up some, um, maybe look up some games, or maybe look up some gameplay footage. Sorry. So we are now going to look into the chat because tons of people have been sending messages in the chat while I haven't had time to read them. Uh, we started off with Jamie not knowing who Peter Moore was uh, because he asked about the 10 game deal on why Jet Set Radio Future was exclusive to Xbox and I said because 10 came, get 10 game deal which led the game to be exclusive and for those of you who don't know who Peter Moore is, he's the one who made the 10 game deal because he ended basically all Dreamcast games early in the US. So he could move all, all the games that were meant to be released that year on the Dreamcast over to the Xbox. So he could then get himself a job at Microsoft. Some pretty shady stuff, if I don't say so myself, you know. A bit of a, 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 bit of a greasy move there on your part, Peter. But at the end of the day, you know, he's still better than Bernie Stolar. So after that, um, it was us trying to figure out what the 10 games were, aside from Crazy Taxi 3 and Jet Radio Future. And um, then Shaddix joined us, and then Jamie says that I promote piracy. It's not true. I do not promote piracy, but Jet Set Radio Future keeps getting more and more expensive. So, you know, maybe it's not too bad in this situation. Um, Jamie says, I think it used a skateboard on the cabinet, which I think it definitely did. Um, and now, we're talk speaking of piracy, we're talking about whether Sonic Forces has uh, been illegally download or illegally available to download yet. Uh, I'm giving you no news on that, but uh, I'll give you an answer as to whether it's available. It begins with N and ends in O. Yes, there's nothing available yet. But uh, everyone, there's going to probably be a debate about Denuvo in a bit in the chat because that's typically how debates about piracy in modern day gaming go. But I've been rambling on for long enough, so I'm going to let you listen to some, a bit more of an obscure Jet Set Radio track in that it's from the GBA game, so therefore I automatically class it as more obscure because it's not Jet Set Radio <laughs> or Jet Set Radio Future. So from the GBA version of Jet Set Radio, this is Let Mom Sleep. This is the topical resort right here on Radio Sega, and we're playing you the music of the Jet Set Radio franchise. Enjoy.
The search is on for the Radio Sega Fan Choice Remix of the Year 2017. On Sega Mix Drive, four different seasonal polls will be available this autumn for fans of the station to have a say on their favorite 10 new remixes per poll. The overall highest voted track in each poll will automatically become a Fan Choice Remix candidate. To have a say, simply fill out the form at radioSE.ga forward slash SMD Summer. The form will close on the 10th of November at 9pm UK time. For a reminder, these are the tracks available to vote on in the Summer Selection. First up is Wobbler, getting slower in the Altron Ferrari. Oh no, it's a trap! Jake Neutron waded through that pink water and blasted out a chemical plant jam. Jam Pippius went through cleaner waters but stayed dry with some hydro hopping. Game Metal's birthday present for Sonic was a rock cover of Sonic Advance 3's Chaos Angel. Longest solo ever marks the same occasion with Green Hill Zone, the rock guitar cover. Family Jewels brought Jonathan Young along for a brutal cover of Live and Learn. And there is Family Jewels again, taking it slow with a cover of Beneath the Mask. Andrew Bernice decided to hang 10 with his own surf rock cover of Green Hill Zone. Little Face sent his vocals to another Persona 5 song, running down rivers in the desert. Family Jewels' third entry continues the Persona 5 Brigade with some added willpower. 16 and Mono did the third Persona 5 entry in sequence as they handled the Elder Bowl. Richard E.B. got Caleb Hiles to sing on the fourth Persona 5 track, Life Will Change. And here's NPC with the Combo Breaker, warming his way through a Mystic Cave Zone. Bo Paniganti tackled the second cover in this set of Persona 5's Beneath the Mask. Christian Richardson and Guitar Geek 25 teamed up for Carnival Night Zone, the rock cover. Richard E.B. did the first remix of three for this Persona 5 boss team, Blooming Villain. Game Metal and 8-bit drummer blasted out some Puyos as they both went to play New Up's love for Thunder Force 4 is strong, he's gotta stand up against myself. Longest solo ever filled in some gaps with the Sonic 3 and Knuckles mini-boss medley. Mr. Deuce's weapon of choice is just his voice. Here's his take on Live and Learn. Toxic Eternity laid down the second cover of 3 for Persona 5's Blooming Villain. Michael went to the huge Sonic 1 spree lately, starting at the beginning with Green Hill Zone. Andrew Gaioli is nothing but his string namesake for his cover of Splash Wave. Family Jules' fourth entry is the third and final arrangement here of Blooming Villain. Nolz Block put Sonic Mania on the show map with his take on Mirage Saloon Zone. Micah dived deeper into the Sonic 1 score and did something fun at Lovewood Zone. Mason paid homage to synthesizers of the past and exhaled some comics bubbles. VOX went looking for Sailors in the Time Machine, the Shenmue main theme, the Aces remix. And Christian Kellaway used the power of jazz to look for Foggy, big fishes at Emerald Coast. <laughs> Topical Thesis. Welcome back to the Topical Resort right here on Radio Sega, playing you the music of the Jet Set Radio franchise. And after that little bit of a break there, because uh, Rexy just, you know, needs to talk for a bit, she needs to tell us about, um, she needs to tell us about uh, Sega Mix Drive Summer Polls, quite obviously, and uh, get voting, by the way, RadioSE.ga forward slash SMD Summer. Yeah, I think it's SMD Summer. Let me look in the chat. Yeah, RadioSE.J forward slash SMD Summer and get voting because that poll closes at 9pm. Or it might close earlier. Uh, ask Rexy. I, I don't know. Sorry, apologies. I couldn't listen last week. But now we are officially back to the topical resort. We are a bit behind time, but when are we not? But today we're actually quite a bit behind time. So we're going to we're gonna have to make some time here. So today's topical thesis. Is it Radio Future HD? Should it happen? 
So for those of you who don't know what my topical thesis is, it's where I take an opinion that I've come up with or I've heard from around the Sega community and I give my spin on it. I give my three points for, my three points gets, and then come to a justified conclusion based on my six points. And as I mentioned, Jet Set Radio Future HD, should it happen? So here's my three points for. It allows a new audience to access the game when they might not have perhaps been able to before. You know, not everyone owns an Xbox, not everyone owns a copy of Jet Set Radio Future. But, you know, everyone owns a PC. Most people nowadays own a modern console. You can reintroduce the game to a new audience, perhaps make it more successful. Ooh, more success is always a good thing for Sega. Um, shows that there is interest in a franchise in the franchise and potentially new games. You know, if if a PC port sells well, then perhaps new games made for the franchise. Eh? Eh? Okay, no, no, that won't happen. Um, and it's probably the most requested PC port for Sega next to Sonic Unleashed, and so it would satisfy a very large audience of Sega fans. There is clearly quite a big uh, want for this to happen. So it sort of makes sense, really, um, that they do it, because you have a massive target audience, judging by how many people have been campaigning for this, along with Sonic Unleashed HD, so it's like, yeah, free money! Who doesn't want free money? But um, I think in this case, I don't really know why they haven't done it. Obviously, effort, but, you know, I thought it would have made more sense to port something like Jet Set Radio Future to PC than something like Sonic Lost World. I thought that was a very bizarre choice. Um... Yeah, very bizarre choice for a PC port. Uh, anyway, three points against. Um, there are other games that would probably work better on PC or have issues that could be fixed from their current releases. So what that means is basically there are some games that would probably be better suited for PC, but also their current releases are a bit buggy or they have issues or they don't look very nice. You know, you could give them a nice new coat of paint on PC. Like, for example, Sonic Lost World. It fixed quite a few issues the game had, and it also improved some stuff. Like, uh, it lowered the flicky count needed to access each world, which was a nice thing. But it's just sort of like, you know, little t bug fixes and tweaks and stuff that other games could benefit from more than Jet Set Radio Future, perhaps. Uh, Sega of Europe sometimes removes content from its PC port, so you might be missing out on some fan-loved elements. I keep going back to Sonic Lost World here, because Sonic Lost World is a very good example for all my points. Uh, in Sonic Lost World, they removed two bits of DLC, which were Nintendo-related, so obviously they couldn't keep them in. They also removed um, the mini-games and quite a few of the options from the single-player mode. Like the... Um, they removed all the multiplayer stuff as well, like the RC racing and the two-player mode, or the racing mode, should I say. So they, in general, they have a tendency to cut a lot of stuff from the game, so it makes it makes sense that perhaps they shouldn't mess with Jet Set Radio Future, because who knows, they might remove something important or something valuable or something that's loved by fans, I don't know. And the big one, we were all expecting, this is my argument here, there is a very large chance DRM will be added. Uh, I have to go into detail on what DRM is now, don't I? DRM, Digital Rights Management, is basically a form of anti-piracy, except it's a very bad form of anti-piracy. It's anti-consumer. Um, basically, uh, Denuvo in particular is the one which people don't like because it actually messes with your computer. It makes stuff run slower and uh, it's actually been known to break solid-state drives in the past not very nice stuff to have on your computer, but the reason people have an issue with DRM in general is because 
it's against the consumer because the only person you're hurting is the person who's paid for the game because pir it doesn't stop pirates because pirates will find a way around it and will find a way to break the new so they don't have to deal with it anymore. So it's just sort of like, well, what's the point? Because at the end of the day, all De Nouveau does is just harm the people who paid for the game and makes actually them want to go and pirate the game because you've, you've just sort of ruined their experience, but you've enhanced the pirate's experience. So good job by there, guys. But that's the main issue I can see with a PC port is that they'll probably add DRM to it. So, my conclusion, there are some negatives to PC ports, DRM is obviously the big one, but overall a PC port allows the game a fresh start and also the opportunity to attract a new audience, also including um, an opportunity to get a fresh coat of paint there. Uh, this was the case with Sonic Lost World as well as Platinum's um, games on the 7th gen, and I'm sure the same can apply here. So yes, I would like to see a Jet Set Radio future port for PC, as well as a few other underappreciated Sega classics. So with that in mind, why don't we read the chat? Sorry, um, dis Discord, um, Discord and Twitter were both distracting me for a second there. So um, apparently, Ollie King is actually just a reskinned re top skater, which is quite interesting actually. Um, Jamie says the most requested port is Shenmue One and Two. Not really, I. There is a lot of support for that one, but I see way more support for Jet Set Radio Future and Sonic Unleashed, actually. Um, Dean is making fun of me, aka Shaddix, because he says all games are suitable for PC. Uh, best thing about PC is that they can be modded, which is obviously another good point there. And he says, um, this isn't my words, this is his... Uh, DRM is... Actually, I'm not going to read this out, but... D <laughs> DRM is bad for games. Yeah, we'll, we'll replace that with bad because it's 8pm. I can't I can't be saying these naughty words on the air at 8pm. But, um... Apologies. <laughs> I've run out of things to say. Um, Elish Pulu says the difference between Oli King and Top Skater is that Oli King has a racing element, as I went into earlier. And he's pointing out that a Model 2 emulator does exist. But anyway, I could continue to talk but uh, I really need to move on so we actually have time for at least one call on the Discord call-in. So I'm going to kick things off with a track from Jet Set Radio Future, which everyone loves. Everyone loves this track because it is amazing and it is catchy. And in particular, um, you know, the singer in this, uh, the singer, the vocalist in this song really nails those high notes. So from Jet Set Radio Future, this is Birthday Cake.
Sega playing the best Sega music 24 7. Let's look at the fun.
an episode and want to catch up? Want to re-educate yourself on the topic of a previous show? Download our podcast from the Radio Sega Media section, subscribe to us on iTunes, or stream the show through Stitcher. Discord Call-In And welcome once again back to the Top of Resort right here on Radio Sega. And it's now time for the Discord call-in where we take your calls on Discord live. And you can get your say on whatever we're talking about. So uh, what you just heard there was from Jet Set Radio. I know, right? What a surprise. Really shocked by that one. That was from uh, the original Jet Set Radio and that was Magical Girl, which is better known as the theme of the tutorial in that game. Uh, or main, mainly the theme of gum, but you hear it the most during the tutorial of the game. And for that from Jet Set Radio Future, that was the lovely, the exquisite birthday cake. Of course I'm joking because no one actually particularly likes that track because of just how screamy it is. And a uh, fun fact, it actually had quite a lot of parts that were cut from the, um, from the Jet Set Radio Future version. Um, I'm going to read these lines out on air because that's a good idea. Of course, I'm joking. Um, the lines are... Um, I'm not going to read it out but because one of them is quiet. <laughs> In fact, all of them are quite bad, uh, which so I'm not going to read any of them out. Good plan. Um, <laughs> Dean said the censored version is um, I don't give a Chad because uh, Chad's a meme. Ch- Chad's a good old meme in this Discord. <laughs> Mystic Cheese is saying I quite like that song. I, I quite like I quite like Birthday Cake too. It's just sort of <laughs> very screechy. It always catches you off guard. But anyway, I'm going to check with our first person as to whether they are ready. Um, re- read them. Read them. Yes, that's a smart idea on a uh, 8 p.m. show. Yes, the lovely sounds of keyboards on the airwaves. Because we haven't had that meme yet, <laughs> we haven't had that meme yet today. Okay, so we're going to drag the first person onto the Discord call-in now. So, let's go right ahead and welcome on 20 to the show. And welcome to the show, 20. What would you like to talk about today? Ozzy, the game that you and I both have fun memories of. That's that really a feature. Definitely, great game. So, I guess go ahead into a bit of your history about with the game. Alright, so... I remember first playing it while we were visiting my father back in New York. Um, he used to own uh, the original Xbox, and not only he had DSRF, he also had a course Sega GT 2002 that was bundled with the games and sports games as well. But um, yeah, when I saw that there was a Sega game made for the Xbox, I was like, oh, that's interesting and then I saw the, the cover there was no back cover because it was a two-for-one game um, I was like yeah I'll, I'll give this a go and immediately when I saw that the title screen looked like it took place in Tokyo then I was already hooked needless to say I spent hours just having my palms be sweaty trying to um, 
make sure I get all the tricks done right. Um, defeating the bosses, and of course, taking a moment to listen to the uh, jukeboxing in, in the garage, listen to the soundtrack because I can't really have a chance to listen to them fully because I'll be playing around and the music would change with the transitions. Um, but yeah, to say that JSRF is not one of my favorite video games of all time. I was smack person. <laughs> it's a pretty legendary game. I, I, my one issue is not with the game itself. It's just that I wish I'd honestly got further into it and played it a bit more, which I might have to do. My main issue is I can't really play it because I only have monitors. I don't really have TVs anymore, and I can't plug my Xbox into my monitor. Oh. So I'd have to like go, I'd have to go and find a TV somewhere else and plug it in. But yeah, that's just really my one issue that I never actually finished the game. So <laughs> I guess I didn't really get the full extent of what all the hype was about. But from what I played, I absolutely loved it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I did not know the hype behind the game either. It was like I said earlier. It was my father had the game when he bought the Xbox, so I didn't know anything about um just a regular feature. Um, even more so, Jet Set Radio, the series itself, until I played that game. And yeah, I know, JSR, like, was the first game and, like, set a new level on the music and the graphics and whatnot, but I will have to say, and I'm in agreement with you, that if anyone wants to start out with the series, um, play future. It has the better controls. Yeah, that was like that was my issue with the first one. It has the it has bad controls, but also I think the graffiti in the first game is just intrusive. Uh, the graffiti in that game. Um, for those of you who don't know who haven't played the game, you instead of um, just in Jet Set Radio Future, where you just press the trigger and bam, instant graffiti. In Jet Set Radio, yeah, yeah. You, have, you press the trigger and then you have to draw with the joystick all these like. Funky yeah, that. Yeah, that's that's what I had trouble with when I um tried out Jessario HD. I just couldn't get used to fidgeting around with the uh, control sticks while I was spinning graffiti. In future, it was a lot more easier. All you gotta do is run up to one of the tag markers, um, press one of the shoulder buttons, and bam, graffiti already on the surface and. That was much more streamlined, and, and I don't care what anyone thinks of that being cheap, but hey, if it's easy, then I'll take it. I think that's like the main thing. Like, Obviously, there is a big focus on graffiti, but in Jet Set Radio Future, there is much more of a focus on skating, which I really like. Skating and exploring, but you know, still yes. a bit of graffiti here and there. Yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of skating, I think some of the best levels um, I had skating around, one of them being Sky Dinosaur and Square. I know it's not really much for skating, but I just like grinding on the uh, roller coasters around the level. I, I never really got up to that stage, so I can't really comment, but I'm sure there's probably like, you know, I also want to hear like other people's opinions on um, Jets of Radio Future, which I didn't really mention earlier. So if you've got an opinion and you're currently listening in, I guess go ahead and get it in on Twitter or get it in on Discord. All those places, and perhaps you might agree with Twenty. Who knows? 
And besides, Sky Dinosaur and Square was the level I fell in love with Technopathic, so oh yeah, that level has a lot of a lot of fond memories of just listening to the music there. Unfortunately I think it's one of those games where I really listen to the music more than I played the game, which is yeah. such a shame. <laughs> Because it's it's a fantastic game, but people just seem to like fall in love with the music and forget about the game at times. But it's such a good game. Yeah, yeah, I I give credit where credit is due. The music is amazing, but really, you have to actually be playing the game to fully grasp the very music that was provided to the game. I think that's definitely true. I also think with uh, Jet Set Radio Future. It's like one of the only games that I'm like, yeah, you must go out and buy this console just to play this game because that's the only place you can play it. I can't really think of like any other games that haven't been ported or ha- weren't on different consoles at the time. Jet Set Radio Future is like really the only one where I'm like, you have to go out and buy an Xbox just to play this one game because it's yeah, just yeah. that good. Yeah, you gotta be authentic with it. You gotta be authentic with the experience. Indeed. <laughs> Although maybe, you know, don't don't be too authentic. Maybe grab some component cables so you can play it in the best quality video. Yeah. yeah. Rather, rather than grainy old composite. But, mm-hmm. So you talked briefly about uh, Jet Set Radio HD. Aside from the control issues, what was sort of your experience with that? Uh, well, given that it was my first time playing the game since I never... Um, played it when it first came out. Uh, I can I can see the legacy the game had. I mean, from the cell shaded graphics, which was a pioneering thing at the time. Um, of course, the eccentric music that was added, and plus the uh, the the characters that um, were accustomed to different parts of the game. Um, I kind of like the diversity with the characters themselves. So I know the game took place in Tokyo or Tokyo To as it's pronounced in the universe, but the game made you go over stateside to um, areas that resemble Chicago and New York City, the latter of which resembled Times Square, which of course me being a New Yorker, I was shocked at them actually doing such a thing. So. That was a nice little treat for me when I first uh, played a couple levels around that uh, level. But um, yeah, I can I can see how Jesse Radio is still being considered a cult classic to this day, and I know that it's still living on through various means on the internet. And um, yeah, I too would love to see. Uh, third instal- a, a third installment of the series. I just don't know if Sega can actually have the financial um, reasoning to do such a thing. Um, I mean, since they're focusing on tight-knit IPs at the moment, I know they got their Sega Forever thing, so maybe Future might be re-released there. We don't know, but if, you know, we got Hikuza back, we got Pio Pio back, I mean, anything could happen at this point. It's very true, it's, it's a free-for-all at Sega at this point, even though that they are sort of still focusing on their primary franchises just while they sort of get back on their feet, but now I think it's the time where they're sort of going, okay, we got back on our feet, now's the time we sort of really bring out the, the A game and bring out our finest games, and I think 
They probably are considering bringing old franchises back rather than just English translations or new games based on Sonic like they've been doing this year. Exactly. Indeed. So anyway, uh, Twenty, thanks so much for coming on the show. Is there anything you'd like to say as a sort of final, um, I guess final thing? Yeah, when you do resume playing the game and get to the final boss, don't don't go wild trying to reach the top of the tower because more often than not you'll fall and land right back down to the bottom. You have to try going back up all over again. Just a word to the wise. Ouch, that sounds painful, but anything. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Twinny. Uh, hopefully see you again later at some point. Yeah, if I'm free to. <laughs> uh, that'd be nice. So anyway, thanks so much for coming on the show. Bye-bye. Bye. Hang on. I thought I dragged Twinny, but I think it turned out I dragged myself. Uh, whoops. <laughs> this, this Discord thing, this technology thing, I'm not very good at it. But yes, um, we need to move swiftly on. Unfortunately, I I apologise um, because because you know Dean and Jamie are both in the chat out. But I think there's probably a topic coming up next week, which both of them will be a bit more able to answer because they might know a bit more about it. So hopefully you'll still be able to call in at um, that point, or you'll be able to call in next week when we get on some um, you know more Discord calling and tunes going but anyway I need, to stop, I need to stop rambling because now is time for the toppy mix and the toppy mix is a block of three tracks all of which are music because that didn't link together very well so the first one is a Sega track which is related to the topic of the episode the second is a remix oh sorry the first one is a Sega track not relating to the topic of the episode the second one is a remix relating to the topic of the episode and the third one is a, uh, a non-Sega track not relating to the topic of the episode so um, I think you were sort of expecting this, but as you know, Sonic Forces recently released um, it across all platforms. There wasn't a delay this time like there was with Sonic Mania. <laughs> on this on this month's off topic, we finally get to wrap up Sonic Mania news, and that means no more Sonic news for a while, which I think people will be quite happy with. But yeah, we're going to kick this off with a track from Sonic Forces, and I absolutely adore this track, even though I don't adore the stage that much. So, from stage 25, I believe, or it's either stage 25 or 26 of Sonic Forces, this is the Imperial Tower, right here, on the Toppy Mix, which is on the Topical Resort, which is on Radius Sega. Let's get scratching.
Welcome back one final time to the Topical Resort right here on Radio Sega and we've been playing you the music of the Jet Set Radio franchise. And uh, I'm absolutely outraged, I'm disgusted that people did not like my choice of track there. In all seriousness, um, what you just heard there was from Super Mario Galaxy, that was the Gusty Garden Galaxy. That was originally only a placeholder track, I put it there because I couldn't think of anything else. And I thought, oh well I'll probably think of something before the show, and I did think of something before the show, and then I'm like... Actually, I've, cr I've grown quite fond of this track. I should I'm going to keep this here. So, uh, Jamie was suggesting I could have played, you know, Hideki Nagunuma's Feel the Power in your soul. Yeah, so, you get the point of that. Um, I could have played that, except I, I just forgot that existed, to be honest. It's an excellent song, I just forgot it was a thing. that I could have played in the non-Sega track bit. Yeah, absolutely fantastic track, though. You should probably go and check that out. Feel the Power by Hideki Nagunuma. And before that was a was the remix block, and from Botanic Stage, that was Running the Baseline, which is a uh, remix, actually, of... Well, it's a mashup of Honeycomb Highway from Sonic Lost World and a bunch of Hideki Naganuma tracks, mostly Jet Set Radio, but some Sonic Rush in there. Awesome track, absolutely adore that one. And, and starting off the block was from Sonic Forces, the newly released Sonic the Hedgehog game. And that was Imperial Tower, and I absolutely adore that track as well. Honestly, um, I think that might be my pick for Song of the Year. <laughs> I'm deadly serious, uh, Radio Sega Song of the Year. Because that song is, ooh, it's, it's, it's lovely. It's, it's excellent, it's exquisite. And th this time I'm actually being serious, it is actually quite exquisite. I, as I mentioned in a blog post, and I'll probably be mentioning in my review of Forces, I really do love the music for the custom character stages, as well as the episode Shadow music. Both are awesome. Really enjoy them, honestly. Um, when we actually finally get round to getting that, uh, when we finally get round to get, blah, 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 when we finally get round to getting Sonic Forces on the playlist, <laughs> I'm gonna attempt to make that number one. It probably won't happen, but I will attempt to make it number one. Which, by the way, will be in December because we're currently waiting for the official soundtrack to come out before we actually put it on Radio Sega. Even though we do have um, our own versions of the soundtrack that we can use on shows, we're not putting it on the actual playlist until we have a proper one. So, anyways, now it's time to end off the show. So, I want to thank you so much to everyone who's been listening. We've had Electric Boogaloo, we've had Jamie, we've had Shaddix, we've had Twinny, we've had Doan, we've had Mystic Cheese, we've had, um... Who else we had in the chat here and there? I'm currently trying to look. We've had Rexy, we've had, um... Let's keep looking. We had Cerberus, we had Brass Saturday, and... Probably many, many more. So I want to thank you so much to everyone who's been listening to me ramble on about Jet Set Radio for the past two hours. And I just want to say, as for next episode, well, we're gonna be we're gonna be getting you know we're gonna be getting a bit perhaps chillier because we're gonna be looking at some um, consoles for the sort of like in the next few months we're gonna be looking at some certain consoles. And the reason I say why well, we're gonna, gonna be getting a bit chillier. Is simply due to the reason that one, I'm doing these in winter, but two, Chile has something to do with something, and uh, it's not Winterfest. It, it's with a certain show that aired in the winter time, which is why we're going to be doing some console specials. So as for next week, we're going to be looking at the Sega Saturn, and obviously that that lineup of games right there, which will be absolutely awesome. Some great games on there. Toan uh, <laughs> says, "I have my name in cheese." I was referencing your name and then Mystic Cheese. Because, you know, obviously, obviously I have to say goodbye to everyone, and um, there's probably some sort of joke that flew right over my head, but then again, most jokes fly right over my head, I wouldn't be surprised. But 
yeah so next time we'll be viewing the Sega Saturn and I want to thank you everyone so much for listening it's going to end you off with a track once again from Jet Set Radio Future this is everyone's favourite Hideki track this is obviously going to be the final spot this is Funky Dealer and as for me I've been Green Vaporate I want to thank you so much for listening and as always stay topical
Check out the full Radio Sega live schedule at radiose.ga forward slash shows. Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7. 